This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. Happy Juneteenth. Juneteenth is also known as Freedom Day. Um, it's not when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, because slavery was still legal in many parts of the country. Um, so basically, Juneteenth is when um, all of the states, slavery was finally declared illegal. Um, but then you can still make arguments on whether people were all the way free from that point and whether or not people are free today. We got a lot of brothers and sisters uh, in the prison system. Um, and of course, as you can see what's happening in the streets, we have disproportionate uh, police brutality we're dealing with and we have a lot of things that we're we're still dealing with that we've been fighting with for 500 years so happy juneteenth um also happy birthday to my guest today that is my good friend Linwin young like a brother to me it is his birthday it is also his twin brother glenwood's birthday um linwood recently released a song called wannabe if you've seen him perform over the last couple of years in the bushwick area or around new york you might have seen some iteration of this song, but he released a digital version available on Bandcamp, and you can find that in the show notes, links to that. So support that, check that out. Uh, the song deals with the exploitation and appropriation of black culture while um, society doesn't want to deal with the cost of being a black person in America. So it's a pretty timely song for what we're doing and what we're talking about today. Uh, but this was a pretty fun conversation, and this was my first Zoom conversation. So uh, thank you, Linwood, for for doing that, being the first one out. I'll have you back on, because we didn't really argue this time, and me and this cat uh, like to get into it sometimes. Uh, but it's all love, so I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoy uh, knowing and being friends with Linwood. So check it out. Without further ado... This is Linwood Young. Let's have a conversation. How's it going? How's it going? Um, very interesting. <laughs> you recording yeah. right now? I just started. Um, okay, I'll tell you uh, the interesting part later. Uh, okay. Relatively, I'm okay. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. Nice. Um, all right, so there's subtext here. <laughs> I... <laughs> Woo. Uh, short yeah. yeah. The best mood I have been in in a very long time. And if you know me as a person, which you know well, you under you will certainly understand why when I send you the information. Nice. Oh, but it was good to see your face. Likewise, likewise. So here we are, man. Um, middle of June. So we're in the summer officially. Uh, Not till the 21st. Oh, is that the official? It's like the 20th or the 21st is when the solstice happens. I'm a, okay. My birthday is on Friday, June 19th. I'm a late spring baby. So I just have to let people know. <laughs> I was gonna, like, I had that in the back of my mind somewhere, like not on Facebook or anything, but I, I had the feeling like your birthday was soon. Oh, yeah. So, so happy people you work with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else? Um, 
what Lula and Mike already had theirs and um, who Jean already had hers. You worked with like four Geminis. That's right. That's right. We're amazing. <laughs> so how you doing, man? How's your spirit? Um, what are um, you? Depends on the hour, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I don't know. Like, some days I'm fine. Other days I, like, I turn on the news or I see a post or something and I get really upset. And then anytime in between that, I'm either asleep or watching something that I can, like, laugh at to take my mind off of all the shit that's going on, to be perfectly honest. Me and Laura finally finished uh, Kimmy Schmidt. And it was good because I like comedy, um, but she's more hesitant to a lot of comedy. Uh And, like, I had seen the first season before, but she had never seen any of it. And when we started watching it, like, it was, like, out the gate. She was cracking up. So I was like, nice. this is good. Good, good. Yeah, did you guys watch the movie yet? We haven't done that, so we have that that to look forward to. Um, we would have done it last night, but we want to do it. Make sure we have it in one setting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I agree. What I would suggest for that is um, pick all of the wrong answers first. <laughs> okay, it's totally built for that. Like, yeah. just pick all the wrong. Like, if you're like that, doesn't make sense. I should go with this. Like, that's the way to go. It's hysterical. Nice. Uh, so you've been making some music lately yes um yes. you released a single a couple weeks ago or a month ago i don't what is time who am i, I? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i just released a single um called wannabe on june 1st um i've actually had that song i've been working on that song for at least five years i've heard versions of versions it of before it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 the um the original version that I did, I did a, um, I was asked to do a show for the Bushwick star five years ago. And so, um, I basically just kind of did like, instead of like a staged reading or like a play or anything like that, I basically just did like a concert in their space. And, um, some of the songs I already had and then other songs, I just basically, um, took, um, took beats from songs that were already out there and just kind of like put my own lyrics over it. And so for Wannabe, the original beat that I used for it was um, Lip Loss by Lil Mama. And then over the past five years, I've been trying to figure out how to like get its own like production under it and then figure that out. So I um, got together with my friend Oliver and we, he had something that I was listening to and I was like, oh, I think this will work. And then we worked together and stuff and got it out there. Mm-hmm. And now I have uh, about seven or eight people working on remixes right now. So I'm going to release like a remix EP nice. in the next month or so. Nice, nice. Um, and we have the thing. Hopefully we get back to that pretty soon. Me, you, and Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's still, yeah, that's still on my brain too my feelings about it keep shifting every day. I'm like, okay, that's good. Okay. Uh, uh, depending on like what's going on in the news, my brain is just like. Yeah. I was actually there 
are some people that wanted to work on something with me today, like about, it was kind of like a meta conversation about racism and I'm interested in doing Mm -hmm. it. However, I'm also strangely like busy during this time and yeah, processing a lot of what's going on, figuring out how, how I want to approach um, using my voice. I do believe in being a voice, like using art as a, as a voice to, to talk about what's going on and address things. Um, however, it gets complicated when working with other voices. Other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause um, you want to make sure that you maintain your integrity in that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. That's integrity. Thank you. I was like, mm-hmm. that is the truth. Yeah. Integrity. Absolutely. And it's hard with just so many inputs, um, so many things going on to like, yeah, protect time. Like there's a feeling of urgency, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I was talking to a friend yesterday and he was saying, as far as <laughs> for black people in this time, um, we need to give ourselves that and this there's a lot I'm sure you'll have to say about this, but we need to give ourselves permission to stand in the truth that whatever we do in this time is right. Like for us, uh-huh. like there's no wrong way for us to process what's going on. Like, this is the same thing we've been dealing with for a long time. So, Uh -uh. and I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's no wrong way. I'm saying. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. No, no. (laughs) Um, What I mean, what I mean by that, though, is like that. Like, for some of us, it's to take to the streets right now. For some of us, it's Uh to make art right now. For some of us, it's to have conversations about race right now for some of us it's self-care right now Uh and all of those different things are all good you know what i mean absolutely absolutely i completely agree with that yeah for sure because i mean like from my own standpoint i'm it's a mixture of all of those things like i'm not going out to protest or anything right now for a number of reasons like first and foremost like i don't want my health compromised like there is still a pandemic going on. And I've been like, I think I told you at some point, I've been on like a course of like antibiotics for like a bacterial infection. So I'm just like, mm, cause knowing my luck, I would catch it and it would mutate into some weird zombie strain. And then I would be patient zero. Nobody has time for that. <laughs> um, and then at that same time, it's like, I'm also like, I've also like after, I guess, after about like two months of just kind of like sitting around and doing nothing, I was just kind of like, oh, you're depressed about this. Like I didn't even, it didn't even register that was what was going on. It was just like, I was just kind of like, oh, cool. I'm at home and I get to like watch TV. And and then it was like, wait, but you don't get to like hang out with your friends and like go to work or do any of that stuff. And it kind of like, it took a while, but it eventually like caught up to me. So right now what I've been doing, aside from like, I'm trying to, um like the the light just went back on in terms of like making art like once i dropped that it was like oh that felt really good i should 
do this again. I need to keep continuing with this because I definitely had like a, a long period of where I just wasn't releasing any music or doing anything remotely of the sort. But I'm also just using this time now to educate myself on black history. There is so much, there's so much that we don't know about collectively, but personally, there's just so much, there is so much information I don't know because it wasn't taught to us in schools. And basically it's my own fault to a degree because we've known for, we've known for a very long time that if we wanted to get this information, we needed to do it ourselves because nobody else is going to get this information for us. And it was always just one of those things that like, oh, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. And it's like, you're in your thirties. When are you gonna start getting around to it? So it's like, it needs to be now. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you focusing on like documentaries or books or? Yeah, kind of all of it. Yeah, <laughs> all of it. Absolutely, all of it. I just, um, uh, I just a friend of mine um, who's actually the um, the, the director of the um, multicultural communications department at my college. Her name is um, Tamara Demark Bailey. She uh, recommended that I start with this um, this series that's currently on Prime. It's called Many Rivers to Cross. It's um, narrated, and the whole thing is done by. Um, uh, Professor uh, Skip Gates, and it basically, like, it is the most comprehensive telling of our history in this country from before slavery even happened. Like, the first thing I, like, that shocked me from that documentary was just, like, the first two Africans that were here weren't slaves. They came with yeah. the Spanish. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. And, like, information like that. Like, I'm so, I'm, like, I'm doing things like that. I'm uh, watching documentaries. I'm also like getting some books. Um, I'm gonna. I'm trying to like piece it together in like a chronological order. So the first book that I'm probably going to end up getting is um, Frederick Douglass's autobiography. But I even want to start a little bit earlier than that. Like I think I'm gonna try to. Um, she also recommended this. Um, get like court court case information about like certain people, like uh, Sojourner Truth who a mm -hmm. lot of people, like, I think a lot of people vaguely remember the name because they kind of touch on her in, like, Black History Month for those 12 months you're in school. But what a lot of people don't know is that she was born in upstate, like, she was living in upstate New York when all of that happened. Like, people think that slavery was just, like, a, a Southern thing. It was like, no, it was it was all over the place. I, just, I, yeah, I brought her up recently because um, I was talking to my dad recently and this – he, you know, my dad worked as like a civil rights attorney for a long time. And like, that's like his, mm. his focus has been like diversity. Uh -huh. um, and, and so for context on that, my dad integrated his high school just for oh, how shit. not far back things are like, yeah, segregation isn't as far back as like we think, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, Absolutely. I'm born in the early eighties and civil rights act is signed in 1968. You know, that's as a kid, 1968 sounds like a long time ago, but now you realize 1968 is not far from 1980. Um, yeah. My mother know? was nine in 1968. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, and so one of the things like my dad was talking about is the thing with, 
particularly anti-black racism is we, I would say over the last 20 years, because anytime we, anytime it would be brought up, people would say, don't play the race card. Uh-huh. Which is a nasty little trick because basically it meant we've been dancing around talking about the actual thing, which is uh-huh. racism. We've been Absolutely. calling it everything else. And the irony of it is that the black civil rights movement, like the black led civil rights movement pretty much helped push every other movement forward. Every other movement forward. But black people keep getting left behind. And you bring up Sojourner Truth and like she, the thing she's most famous for is at a woman's rights, like a woman's rights convention or something. um, She gave the speech, ain't I a woman? Which is basically, so you're saying you're for women's rights, but black women are still, you, you don't seem to care about black women and you know, we're women too. Um, yep. that's, and that carried on through every feminist movement that has happened in this country henceforth, like every feminist movement. I know plenty of, I know plenty of black women our age that will never call themselves a feminist because they're fully aware that feminism in this country, and it's not even just this country, it's also like, it's all, it's, it's in most places, feminism is rooted in white women getting their independence. Mm-hmm. Everyone else be damned, absolutely. And have you heard of the term uh, BIPOC that's just started being used? I have, but I don't know what it, like I, that's one of those things <laughs> I see and I'm like, okay, sure. And I just kind of go with my, so it's black indigenous people of color. Oh, and the, okay. And it's not to the exclusion. It's to the inclusion. Um, so it's because black and indigenous people, like while, um, while all people of color experience racism, black and, and indigenous people globally um, are always treated worse absolutely to the point where other um people of color are sometimes pitted against us while they're also quickly demonized as well generally we're it's generally absolutely i completely agree with that and because there was some confusion in a group i'm in about it about like who's included and i was explaining it's akin to the gay rights movement um being re re-termed lgbtq plus uh-huh. to include but also to point out that there are different experiences within that umbrella so that's basically what it means um and i support that because yeah yeah absolutely because i like we're not people of color we are black <laughs> yeah. specifically we have our own very specific history that is marginalized and pushed aside. I completely agree with that. Yeah. So, yep. So what's next for, uh, what, uh, what are you thinking? Like what's exciting you next? It's weird talking about plans in this pandemic, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are plans? What is time? What is any of this? Um, what I'm like, basically, what I'm doing right now is um, 
taking care of myself. <laughs> I'm taking care of myself. Like, um, I spent a lot of this time, like, checking out other people and seeing how they're doing. And that's, like, there's a number of reasons behind that. First of all, that's just the type of person I am. I want to make sure that, like, I want to make sure that my friends and my family are okay. Because if they're not okay, then I'm not okay. This is how I am. But I also need to, I like, I'm, I'm learning how to figure out how to balance that. It's like, okay, everyone's okay on this side, but now I need to take this time for myself to make sure I'm okay. So like, um, I'm like trying to make it a point, like uh, on my birthday, I'm staying off the social media. I'm gonna make one post on Friday, like in the morning, and then no one's going to see me or hear from me until Saturday. Probably like Saturday at midnight, let's be perfectly honest, I'm addicted to social media. But um, we'll see how that goes. I'm um, gonna watch some like cartoon movies that I've been meaning to watch or haven't seen in a while. I'm like, I'm gonna continue like doing my like black history and that kind of stuff. I've also been doing a, um, the NAACP is, um, been do has started uh, two weeks ago, like a five week course called like Black Civic Summer, the shit you should have learned in high school. So I do that every Tuesday night at like eight to 10. It's um, running for like the next uh, three weeks and that kind of stuff. I'm just taking care of my own, taking care of my own shit, dude. Yeah. How long have you been in New York now? It'll be 13 years in August. Okay. So we're, we're around the same, same time frame here. Um, and you mentioned you did the show at the Bushwick star. Um, you also went, you went to school for acting too, right? Yeah, 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 I went to um, I went to West Virginia Wesleyan High School in Buckhannon, West Virginia, and got my BA in musical theater and minor in dance. And when you came to New York, did you come here for acting or like what? What's your journey been? Yeah, like um, specifically like um, musical theater, like Broadway work and like that kind of stuff. But like basically, kind of like whatever I could get my hands on in terms of like being an artist, like on stage. And, um, and how did you get involved with the Bushwick star? Um, that was, that was one of those situations where you like, and I, I mean, I, it's weird now just because of the circumstances, but like, I used to tell people all the time, it's like, you just have to make sure like, I had friends that like, didn't live here and they were like, oh, you're getting so many opportunities. And it's like, yeah, because I live here. Like, if you want these opportunities, you have to live in these places and not just, like, roll up in the city when there's an audition. It's like, these things could happen at any time. So the reason why I started, um, that I got the opportunity at the Bushwick Star is because I worked at the coffee shop right around the corner. And they were coming in for coffee every day, and I struck a relationship with them. Like, um, yeah, I, oh, God, it's been almost, like, nine, ten years at this point that I've, like, known them personally. And they were just people, and we always just had like really good connections. And then one day, because um, and they'd seen me perform like a number of times, and one day they just came with me with the idea, and I was like, absolutely, I'll take it. Yeah. And yeah, that's an interesting thing. Like, just uh, I know a lot of people are planning on leaving New York. What are what are your feelings about that? Like I know in the I know at some point you want to Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a mixed bag for me because like I um 
while I don't necessarily want to live here anymore, it's certainly not because of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, and don't get me wrong, like, I, uh, how can I say this without insulting someone, even though I probably will anyway. Um, if people feel like they need to leave the city to feel safe, then by all means, do what you have to do. But for me personally, I, I'm extremely glad that I was here while this was going on. Because while like, and I mean, I think you you got a, a, like a lot of this too, probably from people like outside of the city, like a number of people were like contacting me on a regular basis to see like how I was doing and everything because they were hearing about how wild and crazy it was. And I was just like, I mean, I'm fine because I'm staying indoors, but how are you doing? Because we have like, I have more than enough access to things like toilet paper and food. like. I was like, I was telling a friend of mine, I was like, honestly, I would much rather be here than where some of you guys are because you have to get in the car and you have to drive to a store to get something and they may not have it. I have a minimum of like six grocery stores within like a 10 minute walking distance and nine to 10 bodegas. I don't have to worry about toilet paper. I don't have to worry about food. Yeah. So like, but like, I mean, and like I said, that's just me personally, like, if if people feel like they need to leave the city to feel safe, then by all means, but that's not my life. I'm like, I'm not leaving New York City. So because I feel like I'm in danger here from a pandemic or something else otherwise. My reasons for wanting to leave New York City is I am a person that doesn't feel like we should be living in one place for too terribly long. So yeah. it's time to, so it's like time to go. Like I feel like you should move someplace, set up your life, and once you have once you have absorbed what that place is supposed to teach you, then you need to move somewhere else and learn new things. Like that's the another culture. Yeah. Like I sort of feel like I'm on I feel like New York is interesting in that I feel like I've had several lifetimes here. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of things have kind of come full circle for me. But now that I'm kind of, things are kind of coming full circle. Now that it's like this time around, I have all of the like lessons I learned during that time. And so it's like a completely different experience for me this time around. Uh huh. And then with the pandemic, any thought that I had about maybe wanting to explore somewhere else for me, as I know some things are going to be hard in the coming years, I also feel like there's a lot of opportunity and it's kind of exciting. There's like a lot more unknown about what New York's going to be like in the next few years uh-huh. that for me makes it kind of exciting to be here right now. You know? Yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that. Absolutely. I think I'm slightly on the other end of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or not on the other end, like on the other side of the fence. Like I totally see where you're at. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> so that, like, but I, I, I totally get what you're saying.
We will see. I mean, and like, I mean, and we've had this conversation multiple times, and if for no other reason, because I also know that like moving internationally is not really a huge thing for you. Like, that's something you would be like, like I'm not gonna say not a huge thing. Like, as in it wouldn't be like life changing, but like that's something you that you won't remotely put off the table. Whereas a lot of other people, that's a situation, and like you, like I'm the same place you are. Like, honestly my next move is out of the country. Yeah. It's time to experience other people and how they live and have them experience me and culturally exchange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we might be similar in, I love where I grew up. Like I, I love Seattle where I grew up. Um, and there's a lot of things. I don't really miss it when I'm here, but when I go back, I'm like, oh yeah, this this is nice. I miss it when I'm there. Uh-huh. However, even though I like it when I visit there, one, it's changed. It's like gentrified and got way more expensive. So there's a lot of things that are different about it now. Right. Um, but it's still a pretty place and the quality of life is pretty high. But as far as moving back. I don't really like the idea of moving back. I like the idea of moving forward. Forward. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. It's very much like um, how I feel about jobs. Once I leave, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm not coming back. Like, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for giving me the ability to work there and blah, 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 blah. But now it's time to move on. Absolutely. I completely understand what you mean by that. Yeah. Like there's a certain level of, and and then like I said, this is like for me personally, I never want other people to feel like this is how I feel about their decisions about what they're doing because you have to do what's best for you and fuck everybody else. But for me personally, I could never, like like, I could never move back to Maryland. That's not happening. Mm -hmm. I outgrew living under those circumstances. Like, I like going to visit my family. I like seeing them. But after about three days, it's time to leave. <laughs> like it's changed in a lot of ways and not necessarily for the better. So I don't necessarily miss it in that sense. I miss the things I miss about home are my friends and my family. So I go home to see them and then I leave. <laughs> and it's becoming a very similar circumstance in New York. Like the city is moved to a point where um the city is moved Lynn to was a point waving where, um, <laughs> the city has moved to a point where i don't recognize it anymore to a point where like the city has become so gentrified i'm just like why are we here you're talking new york now or yeah yeah i mean i think that's that's what's exciting me though about i think there's yeah like coming up a lot yeah. of people are leaving. Uh, um, a lot of people with the mains are going and buying houses elsewhere. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about that at length also. And I think that that's going to be, like, I think there's going to be a bubble where the cost of living is going to go down a little bit. I don't think it's going to be for very long, though. But I think rents and real estate's going to go down for like a couple of years here 
let me this. find a rent stabilized apartment that is around the same price or cheaper in this area or i'm willing to look in other neighborhoods because you know my issue with my landlords yeah <laughs> i feel you i feel you i know i know you do yeah like i'm like most people that live here do let me find something like around the same price but better yeah so we'll see we'll see what do you think uh do you have any predictions about what's going to happen with like the coming elections and stuff i have no idea i have absolutely no idea i am pessimistically hopeful i would like for things to go well but i'm not necessarily banking on things to go well and i've been like i mean and this is also like more conversations and things that we've had at length and conversations i'm still having with other people um but as far as this election goes we know what needs to happen however that isn't dependent on us black people in this country are going to vote for the person that is going to protect them the most white people they up losing you a little bit here let's see hold on uh, you froze on me a little bit let's see oh there we go okay um it's it's on white people in america to figure out where they want this country to move and what they want this country to look like it's not on us we we do all the heavy lifting <laughs> like look at all the demog like look at the breakdown from the last election it was like what like black men and women were both in the high 90s or like in the 90 percent in up range for hillary clinton and 50 like somewhere between 53 and 50 cent 56 percent of white women voted for the current white house occupant after they heard what he said on that like footage about grabbing pussies and this that and the other after he called mexicans murderers and rapists like that's the decision they made and we're not even going to talk about white men because honestly that didn't surprise me at all that didn't shock me in the least um but it's on it's on them so as much as i'm seeing people in the streets for us right now protesting which I think is amazing. And I think, like while I said also at the same time, I'm also worried about this pandemic, but I'm also very, I feel very, um, I don't wanna say blessed because that's not how I feel. The, like there's a positive feeling that I can't quite put into words about seeing people so upset about what's going on with us that they are putting their bodies at risk for us in the streets right now. There's something like, it feels really good to see that people are concerned about us that much in all 50 states and 18 countries like that's absolutely amazing but they also need to remember to vote mm -hmm. they need to because none of this matters if we don't get people in office that can push forward change 
And then on top of that, we have to make sure we stay on top of them. Like, this is the, once again, conversations we are always having about that stuff. There are rumors that the White House is uh, discussing postponing the election. I'm not even sure they can do that legally. Yeah. But what I do know is that if there is a way for them to pull that off because of the um, secession of power, the next the person that would be the president until that was handled would have to be the Speaker of the House. Bring it. I dare you. Please give that power to Nancy Pelosi. I dare you. <laughs> I absolutely dare you. We also need to, like, um, our um, local elections are coming up, like, next Tuesday on the 23rd. Yeah. Like, people need to pay attention to their local politicians. Well, that's our primary, too. So it's, like, the local and our primary. Like, people need to pay attention to those things. Every, like, people just need to be on guard, ready to vote, ready to move people around that aren't taking care of them. And I feel like local elections or people are going to be paying a lot more attention to it now if for no other reason because we had no leadership on a federal level now people are looking at their governors like oh shit you're in charge Mm -hmm. you don't know what the fuck you're doing like Uh, attorney general district attorneys uh yeah like all these smaller offices but important offices absolutely and what i would say um one thing um that happened last night. There was a speaker. His name, uh, his name is Bruce Franks Jr. He was like, um, I think he said he was like a House representative in Missouri, and he um, he has like a documentary coming out. I'll give you his information after this because yeah, I think you would really enjoy uh, him. He said something that was super super important. People that are disenfranchised to vote, and this is, and we've had this discussion multiple times. People that are disenfranchised and don't want to vote they don't want you to vote. You're doing exactly what they want you to do. He was running he was running for his position and his campaign manager said, These are the, this is the stack of people that we need to go out and hit. And he was like, what about this stack over here? And it was like a significantly larger stack. And he was like, oh, they don't vote. Those people are like, they haven't voted for like the last five or six cycles minimum. So we don't go to them to try and get their vote. He was like, Go through that list and look through apps. And he looked through the list. And his campaign manager saw his name. And he was like, so you would have passed me over because I don't vote. But the reason why I don't vote is because there are people, there are not people like me out here trying to affect change. These people need to understand that someone is speaking to them and someone is listening to them. And you are not that person. You're fired. Get out. And he replaced them with somebody else in the office. Like, I don't, I don't even quite know how to do that myself because when it comes to voting, I will fervently admit I am very self-righteous about it. I don't understand people that don't vote. It doesn't make sense to me. My family has like, my mother specifically and my grandmother instilled in me at a very young age that voting is extremely important. So it just doesn't make sense to me when people don't vote. When you don't vote, you are telling the status quo you are okay with the status quo. When you don't vote, you are telling the people that oppose you, you're okay with them opposing you, and you're okay with them doing whatever they want to do in order to oppose you. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Get out and vote, you know? It's the, it's, it's the first 
easiest thing we can do to express our voice. And I've said it repeatedly to people who constantly, like, we have a number of friends that, like, are not about that voting life, and they're always about talking about how it's not important. And I always say, if voting wasn't important, they wouldn't be actively trying to take it away from you at every turn. Look at how they, I, mean, I just found this out the other day, they actually created a font based on gerrymandered districts in this country. Like, that's how fucked up voting blocks are that, like, like just look at our district. Our district makes no sense when you look at it on the map. It's like, why are, why are you in charge of people all the way in Greenpoint, all the way down to, like, it doesn't make any sense. And it's because they're moving the map around to make sure they can get as much power as possible, and we have to put an end to that kind of stuff. We just have to be vigilant and pay attention. Yeah. What uh, what's the best place for people to find you? Find your music, Bandcamp. Um. Yes. Let me. So yeah, if you just go on Bandcamp and look up LNWD, it should be right up there. But the song that I am currently doing is uh, the song that the the single that I released on in June is called uh, Wannabe. For that, it's like uh, LNWD.Bandcamp.com backslash track backslash Wannabe W A N N A B E. Um, I'll send you the links for that too. So you is that it. in your uh, Instagram? Is that in the bio in your Instagram? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe I'll, you want people to follow you on, on the gram? Absolutely. Yeah. Find me where you can find me. Um, my Instagram is uh, underscore LNWD underscore. My um, Twitter is LNWD LNWD, or you can look up, um, what is my Twitter? SN right now, um, Petty Draper. <laughs> um, but yeah, find me, find my music, spread that stuff, send it out. The um, the song "Wannabe" is about specifically about appropriation of Black culture. Yeah, appropriation of Black culture without wanting to <laughs> deal with the cost the of con- being and black. Consequences of being black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um. The chorus to that song is everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. Go figure. And I totally, I heard that from Paul Mooney when he was on Chappelle's show. And I remember watching it and he said it and my, my face blew up. Like, yeah. totally cracked. And I was just like, he's absolutely right and that always stuck with me and i was just like i need to make this into a song so thank you paul mooney i knew it rung a like it struck a chord now that makes that that's a full okay that's an aha for me yeah yeah the great um this is kind of i am new to trying to have interviews on zoom this is a weird weird time um i'll definitely want to have you back you know, in real life or back on here. I have no idea. I'm going to play with the whole form going forward. Um, I might do readings on here or just different kinds of things. 
okay. um, in the form of podcasts. Um, but thank you for, for, you know, sitting down this time. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about or get off your chest today? Um, let me think. I would just say use this time to take care of yourself, whatever that means. Use this time to take care of yourself. Use this time to take care of your family and your friends and your loved ones. If you feel like you need help, make sure you ask for it. There's a lot of people in pain right now (laughs) and I feel like a number of them feel like they may not have anyone to reach out to and they may feel like they're alone. That's not the case. Like make sure you find someone to talk to. Um, And yeah, just pay attention, stay vigilant and make sure you get your asses out to vote in every election you can get your hands on that you are legally allowed to do so. We don't want any fraudulent votes happening even though that only seems to be Republicans that that happens for, but what are we going to do? I tend to, um, just on the voting thing, like I understand, I I agree, like personally, and I vote. Um, I understand though why people are, feel disenfranchised. Um, Oh yeah. and, And I also understand people that are like completely done with the system but yeah, the point you made and the thing that I come back to also is like, yeah, there's a great deal of effort and it is good to know in making that decision of whether you're going to vote or not, that if you are done with the system and you, you know, feel like it's all like so bad, you know, that bad, also know that the very system is working very hard to make you feel disenfranchised and to get you absolutely so absolutely absolutely what um one more quote that um bruce franks jr said it was like um like when i talk about when i talk to people and they say i don't do politics he says like you may not do politics but politics does you yeah yeah and that needs to resonate with people mm-hmm. yep well we can leave it right there this little mic drop Ah, this was good man i miss i miss it though you know like i even i miss being at ed's with you and and the crew um yeah what about that just thinking about going forward not going back like i don't know i'd go back there if things open up maybe but i wasn't really done there yeah, we haven't left Ed's. Like that's not like that's not that's not really the same thing. Like that was a that was a pause. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't yeah we haven't we haven't left. Like we we still for all intents and purposes work there, even though we're not working there currently. Yeah. So we'll see what's going on with that. I miss everyone. Yeah, I'm kind of am thinking. This has made me think forward because mm-hmm. I think all of us we're thinking anyway like you know nobody wants to be there forever but it's like yeah it's a good place with like flexibility to be able to do other things 
while there and be able to like financially support yourself comfortably in New York, which is yeah. a fate. Um, but yeah, like I'm taking the time to like, to think about what's next. Uh-huh. But <laughs> yeah, like I was really in a good place at the, like when all this got interrupted, you know what I mean? Like I was really feeling like a good rhythm of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's it's going to be interesting cuz it's going to be forward like when we go back to reality, it's not going to be the reality that we knew no matter what. Like it's going to be different somehow. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, not even close. And the world is going to move forward whether you move forward or not. Yeah. Yep. Well, brother, it's good to see you. Um let us know. Uh, maybe we should have a meeting with Mike. Um, just so people know what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, maybe making a little something where my brother Linwood here and me play actual brothers. Um, so, yeah. So, let me know. I don't know if you want to. It's your birthday, so you can call it right now, whether we talk or not. Oh, I ain't doing shit on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you that right now. Like, a couple of people are like, let's do Zoom meetings. And I was like, I'm sorry, no. I will do them with you any other day, but Friday is a day for me, and I don't want to talk to anyone. I love you all. So usually I leave it with you for the last word, but since it's uh, your birthday coming up, I'm going to leave it with a happy birthday, Linwood. Um, Check in on Facebook if you want. Um, but also I think the good thing of not checking in is when everybody's leaving you all those happy birthday wishes on social media, you do not have to respond. You can just take them all in, you know? Uh, yeah. I do like to respond personally though. It freaks me out when I don't, that's just part of we me. Can do it. It's the all, next it will also be, um, Glenwood's birthday. I do have a fraternal twin brother. Yeah. Shout out to him. It'll be his birthday as well. Cool. So happy birthday. The, the twin woods. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think it's a thing. I think it's oh, a thing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you're hilarious. All right, bro. I'll talk to you soon. Sweet. Peace. Peace. So that was my conversation with Linwood Young. Linwood, happy birthday again. Hope you're having a good one. Uh, I'll be talking to you shortly after I put this out. But anyway, on here for the record, hope you're having a good one. Hope you're enjoying yourself. And follow Linwood on on Instagram. Follow him in all the places. And download Wannabe and support him for his birthday. And like I said, it's a timely song. It's dope. Check it out. And thank you very much for listening and resist and create and represent i think we have a moment right now where we can change the world we can shape what we want to be moving forward we've had all this time to reflect and some of that reflection has been ugly but hopefully hopefully we want to do something about it we have the opportunity to do that now so do what you can and go forward peace